Thank you, Jimmy, for that heartfelt musical introduction. I know you worked hard on it. And welcome, people, to episode six of the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This time it's personal. But first, a word from a new sponsor. Are you a made guy for the mob? Hey, you're busy. You have kneecaps to break and people to lean on. Maybe you just got a little carried away in a motel room last night. Hey, stuff happens. Either way, you have a body or a few bodies to make disappear. And a crime scene to sanitize. Call the friendly people at Abracadaver. We clean up your mess. Call Abracadaver. In an earlier episode, I made fun of people looking for deeper meanings hidden within paintings, poems, movies, and especially song lyrics. Sometimes there is hidden context, but not always. I am not talking about subliminal messages like scenes in a movie that pop up too fast for your conscious mind to grasp. And I don't mean playing an album backwards and finding out that a beetle is dead or hidden Masonic symbols in famous paintings. I just mean that the artist is using one message and really meaning another. I'm sure there is a word for that. Mick Jagger made it pretty clear that he couldn't get no satisfaction. He tried, he tried, and he tried, and he tried. But he couldn't get no satisfaction. No, no, no. Is Lucy in the sky with diamonds about LSD? Why is someone in the kitchen with Dinah, and why is he strumming on the old banjo? Was J.R.R. Tolkien's trilogy about World War II? Were orcs Nazi stormtroopers? Was Saren Hitler? And Stairway to Heaven, what the heck is that all about? If there's a bustle in my hedgerow, I'm going to be alarmed, let me tell you. Hey, 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 Arthur. Oh, hey, Jimmy. I'm in love. Her name is Jenny. She has a really hairy bush. Jimmy! A really hairy, bushy tail. Oh, okay. And she has the sexiest pair of... Jimmy! Nut-chewing incisors. Oh, that sounds adorable. She has moist... Whoa! Eyeballs. Ah. And she has an innie, not an outie. Do you know how rare that is in a squirrel girl? I am going to assume you are talking about her belly button. She has a sweet, warm, snug little... Hey, now. ...nest down in your cerebral cortex. Oh, great. And she has a, uh... Hey, Arthur, aren't you going to stop me this time? Do I need to? I really think you better. Okay, well, thanks for stopping yourself. It wasn't easy. I try to be good. Okay, bye, people. Bye, Arthur. Okay, see ya, you furry little nut. You know, I am really starting to like that crazy little guy. The song you were about to listen to has a deeper meaning, but it isn't hidden very deeply. I know this because this is one of the first songs I ever wrote way back in the day. I apologize about the quality of the recording. This was also my first attempt at using a digital recorder I got as a gift a few years ago. I hadn't figured out how to use it yet, and I got carried away doing my own background vocals on two tracks. The thing about doing your own background vocals on your own song is that you haven't worked out actual harmony yet. There are no counterpoint notes for the most part. 
It is just me singing the same notes on top of myself, so to speak. I am, however, immensely proud of the lyrics, which is why I am going to read it out loud as a poem after we listen to it as a song. On the face of it, it is a delightfully light-hearted song about a besieged castle whose inhabitants are slowly succumbing to starvation, those at least that aren't lucky enough to be killed outright by the enemy as they man the walls. Here it is, Walls of Stone. Thank you. 
Soldiers surround you with a ring of deadly steel. Starvation stalks your halls. You've finished your last meal. You needed walls to keep you safe and keep you warm. Now you are trapped like an island in a storm. Barbarians howl for blood and lurk outside your door. Hatred built on ancient reasons not remembered anymore. In dim passageways, torches sputter and burn. Death takes you one by one. It's soon to be your turn. Build your castles to protect the things you own. Raise up tall battlements on foundations of blood and bone. Privilege of rank overcomes responsibilities you've known. You surround yourself with walls of stone. You were once king of lands and ruler of your keep. Now sword blades hunger to send you to your final sleep. You keep on fighting. The will to live is always strong. Doesn't change the fact that your walls of stone are wrong. If you forsake the lessons of love that you are shown, throw away the child inside you and insist that you are grown. What will you do when you find yourself alone inside your walls of stone? You're the last defenders of a long-forgotten faith, soon to disappear forever, vanished like a spectral wraith. The shadows of destiny haunt the corners of your room. You follow paths of prophecy. The ancients have foreseen your doom. You passed harsh judgments from your high and mighty throne. The things you pass for justice your own conscience can't condone. You can't shut the whole world out, but how could you have known? From inside your walls of stone. From inside your walls of stone. In retrospect, all the fuss I made about hidden messages seems sort of silly because this song is crawling with them. It is about the walls we build around our hearts to protect them after they have been broken. It is about our social constructs, how we have ritualized conversation to the point where it often loses shades of meaning. How politeness and correctness have made it hard to impart truly important truths, especially when they aren't going to be well received. And it is about how we have walled ourselves off from each other into groups, races, and religions and turned them into fortresses to keep the others out. How we put ourselves in a tower of supposed superiority so that we can pass judgment upon those who differ from us. And finally, and most importantly, it is about power and the corruption caused by power and the misuse of power. How people build walls of protection around themselves to hold on to that power. Two parts strike me as particularly telling, especially today, and incredibly clever and well-written. Ha! First, privilege of rank overcomes responsibilities you've known. This is when you are now using the power that was given to you by the people and for the good of the people against the people, and using that power to keep the people from doing anything about it. And secondly, you passed harsh judgments from your high and mighty throne. The things you passed for justice your own conscience can't condone. This is when you are doing wrong and you just don't care. Any of this seem familiar? Only I wrote this back in 1979 or 1980 when I was 19 or 20 years old. Also, can I just say that I am also immensely proud of the fact that every line in every chorus rhymes with stone. Ladies, are you suffering from dry facial skin? 
Try Dr. Turtle Trousers Magic Face Cream. Dr. Turtle Trouser isn't an actual medical doctor. Use only as directed. May cause unwanted pregnancy if applied to the wrong part of your body. Dr. Turtle Trousers Magic Face Cream for the softest face you've ever had. I just want to say I apologize from the bottom of my heart for that last commercial. Don't use the face cream. I was contractually obligated to do the commercial because I already spent the $15 check that they sent me. And I don't want to get sued, but uh, that sounds really sketchy. And please, please don't don't use it. I apologize. Uh, they sent me a free sample. And I have to admit, I used some of it on my face. So I'm going to go sterilize myself now. Hey, Arthur, don't worry about it, man. Yeah, your face can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I really should have read the copy for the ad before I uh, put the money in my checking account. So anyway, thanks. Okay, bye, people. Play us out, Jimmy. Personal. It's very personal. It's personal.